It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council. Talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday through Friday, your team every single day during the weekday here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. You can also check us out on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Odyssey, and all of the other great podcasting platforms out there. And be sure to follow me on Twitter at Julian Council, where every single Friday, like tomorrow, I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions here on the show. Going to be doing that throughout the offseason, throughout the actual season. But right now here in January, with the plenty of things going on in terms of the Carolina Panthers OC search and the search for three other position coaches on the roster, I'm ready to answer those questions. So at me at Julian Council or DM me at Julian Council. Make sure to first, though, follow me on Twitter at Julian Council. It's time. It is time for David Tepper, the Carolina Panthers owner, to address this fan base. Following back-to-back 5-1 seasons, 5-11 and a debut year for Matt Rule, then 5-12 this season, following seven straight losses, following a 3-0 start that ended at 5-12, it is time for the Carolina Panthers owner, David Tepper, to address this fan base and tell them why he still believes in Matt Rule. It's time to do it. No delay. No more silence. David Tepper needs to talk to the fans. The people he expects to go into the stands next year to support this team. The people he expects to pay for a stadium down the road, whether it be at the Charlotte Pipe and Foundry location or somewhere thereabouts outside of Uptown. He needs to talk to these people and let them know why they should believe in the product that Matt Rule is going to put on the field here in 2022. He owes them that at the very least. Currently, David Tepper is gearing up for the MLS season. Charlotte FC is coming here to Charlotte. People are excited about MLS and all that kind of stuff and getting behind that team and hoping that that can be the one professional sports team here in Charlotte who can actually have consistent success. We don't get it in Charlotte, the Hornets, even though they're off to a fantastic start. Best start that they've had in terms of at the midway point since the 01 season. And I can't wait to see what LaMelo Ball does. And when you look at the juxtaposition of that organization and where the Carolina Panthers are, they have a GM that you believe in. And certainly Carolina Panthers have one in Scott Fitter, who you think is a big boy GM and can get things done in the future. But that remains to be seen. They have a head coach in James Brago, who looks like NBA coach of the year material, depending on how things play out the rest of the year, where the Panthers have a head coach that a lot of people don't want here in Charlotte anymore. They also have a young star who they can get behind, the fan base, the city. Where the Carolina Panthers, sure, they got nice young players like Brian Burns and Jeremy Chen and Christian McCaffrey when he's healthy, but they don't have that one player at the most important position in football, and that's the quarterback. Who gives a rip how good Jeremy Chen is and how good Brian Burns is and how good Christian McCaffrey is? It's a 
quarterback-driven league in the NFL. If you don't have one, you don't have a chance. And as we've seen in the last two years, the Carolina Panthers not having a quarterback, especially this season, derailed all hopes of this being a turnaround season for Matt Rule in year two, where maybe the expectations shouldn't have been playoffs, uh, but at the very least, they should have been around 500 or 8 and 9, 9 and 8, like a lot of us thought and hoped that they would be. But they did not get there. And the tangible growth that Matt Rule was able to show at his previous stops back in college at Temple and Baylor did not really get to see that when it comes to the win column. Certainly, the uh, the defense is better, but there's a lot of free agents who might not be re-signed here. So you have to imagine that the defense is going to take a step back next year just based off of not having the same talent available next year in a salary cap. The kicking game looked better. Zane Gonzalez, but you look at his career, he has not necessarily been the most reliable kicker from season to season. So we'll see if that improves again next year and maintains. So there are parts of this roster that look good. But there's also a lot of question marks like the offensive line, obviously, which they've addressed on Monday during the exit interviews. Scott Fitter, the general manager of the Carolina Panthers, and Matt Rule, that they're going to fix things, that they know that they have to address the offensive line, that they didn't do that in the past, that they put a lot of resources into defense. Now it's time to care about the offense. When football has become more about offense than it ever has before, the Carolina Panthers went ass backwards and said, let's get a defense. Let's focus there on defense in the run game. When it's all about the pass game, look at every single team in the playoffs right now. They got elite passing games. The Carolina Panthers, they were the worst team in the NFL when it came to deep balls this season, which is the reason why Sam Darnold was brought here, right? Remember, Sam Darnold was supposed to bring back the deep ball with Robbie Anderson and with DJ Moore, and that was going to be something that we haven't had in Carolina in a couple years with Cam Newton dealing with the shoulder injuries and Kyle Allen to be so, so inaccurate down the field. And then Teddy Bridgewater, his limited arm strength last season, that the deep ball was going to come back. But according to DVOA, they had negative rating when it came to the deep ball, which is embarrassing. And that's a part of Matt Rule's decision to bring Sam Darnold here and to not address the offensive line as he's someone who's formerly an assistant offensive line coach under Tom Claflin in New York. And at the very least, you would think that would be a position that would be maybe a strength that he could do something to help, but it has not happened. But yet we have not heard anything from David Tepper. The benevolent billionaire, the guy who put the logo at midfield, which made a lot of fans out there so happy, even though who cares what's on midfield? I care about what's happening on the field. But hey, fine, midfield. The guy who would go to Roaring Riot tailgates and he would drink for fans. The billionaire who likes beer. The everyman billionaire. Okay, great. Cool. Sick. Who cares? It does not matter. What he puts on the field in terms of the logo. It does not matter if he drinks beers of fans. What matters is, does the football team win? Is he making the right decisions when building this football team? And over four seasons since he took over, and maybe the first two you can't blame on him because it's what he inherited, the Carolina Panthers have had a losing record. They have been miserable. The man who talked about once he fired Ron Rivera, what, 24 months ago? or at least when he had the conversation with Bill Both, Bill, Bill Voth, excuse me, on Panthers.com, that he was not going to sell for mediocrity and all that kind of stuff. It hasn't even been mediocrity the last two years. It's been an abject disaster so far. And he's deciding to put his confidence and faith in Matt Rule moving forward, which, fine. He said it also around that time, 24 months ago, about sustained success 
and going through some short-term suffering for long-term gains and being patient and having the stomach for a rebuild and a turnaround. Okay, he apparently has a stomach for it for at least one more year as it pertains to Matt Rule. Why? What have you seen over the last two years that makes you believe that Matt Rule can get things done? Or is it just his track record? Is that what you're doing, David Tepper? Why should fans continue to show up in the stands next year? When Pittsburgh comes to town, is it going to be a road game? When Cleveland comes to town, is it going to be another road game? Is that what we're going to expect again next season? Like, Why is Matt Rule coming back? That's the only thing I want to know right now from David Tepper. I'm not someone who believes that owners need to be forward-facing like a Jerry Jones. I don't need that. The only time I need to hear from an owner is after the season or before the season or certainly after there's been any sort of coaching change. But we need to hear from David Tepper. The fans need to hear from David Tepper. At the very least, where he doesn't really owe them a lot, he owes them that much to let his consumer base know why he's deciding to move forward with this coach who a lot of them, at least the ones on social media, have lost faith in. Help restore faith in Matt, Matt Rule and his organization, David Tepper. Please let us know what's going on and why you're making the decision that you've made. We'd all love to know. So you're on the clock, buddy. Matt Rule's also on the clock in terms of trying to find a new offensive coordinator. There's been plenty of reporting over the last couple days on the candidates and who the Panthers have interviewed and who they're hoping to interview. We'll take a look at some of the candidates here in just a moment. Panther fans, we're all looking for an edge these days, and I'd like to thank OnlineGambling.com for sponsoring today's podcast. If you don't know already, OnlineGambling.com is a website dedicated to giving betters the edge throughout the playoffs through providing you with the best NFL tips, news, and more to help make your bets as informed as ever. If you're planning on placing a bet during the playoffs, make sure to head to OnlineGambling.com before you do. OnlineGambling.com gets betters the edge by providing the best and most trusted experience online all day, every day. That includes their OG tip section, where you'll find their own Super Bowl picks as well as the inside track on how to beat the odds throughout the NFL playoffs. Make sure to visit onlinegambling.com slash NFL for all the latest gambling news, tips, and info to beat the odds and give you the edge throughout the playoffs. Remember, that's onlinegambling.com slash NFL to make the most of this year's playoffs. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Going back to yesterday's episode when I took inventory of the Carolina Panthers and Matt Rule's decision to move on from offensive line coach Pat Meyer and special teams coordinator Chase Blackburn and defensive line coach Frank Ocan on top of also trying to find a new OC after firing Joe Brady a month ago that those four hires were paramount to Matt Rule having success moving forward here with the Carolina Panthers if he's going to have success with the Carolina Panthers finding coaches with NFL experience that he's comfortable with that have the same philosophy as him and can help grow and teach and develop the players on this roster a very young roster that has plenty of building blocks 
that hopefully can get that talent squeeze out of them and have success moving forward. That is the first box that Matt Rule has to check off this offseason if the Carolina Panthers are going to have a successful offseason and place them in position once they head to Spartanburg down in July at the end of the month there to have success in the 2022 NFL season here in Carolina. And right now, the biggest of those hires is obviously the offensive coordinator hire. People don't really focus all that much about who the defensive line coach is in the NFL. Certainly in college football, that's something that's massively important. It's obviously important here. Special teams coordinator is something also. People don't spend a lot of time talking about. I actually made the joke on Twitter on on Tuesday night um, that maybe, hey, you look at Joe Judge, who Panther fans are seeing, why? The Giants just fired Joe Judge, who has the same record as Matt Rule, and that's also a team in the Giants that blew out the Panthers this year. Why can't they fire their coach? I think Joe Judge also was a complete disaster, more so there in New York. It was an untenable situation, and the ownership lost all faith. Apparently, the ownership here in Carolina hasn't, but then again, we haven't heard from the ownership, which is why I had that impassioned speech just I gave you all just a minute, moment ago to where we need to hear some answers to why David Tepper thinks that Matt Rule should return, why he still believes in Matt Rule's process and the brand and all this yada, yada, yada stuff that doesn't really matter right now because it's not resulting in anything other than losses so far here in Carolina. But I had made the joke that, hey, Joe Judge, former... NFL head coach, <laughs> bad one, but also was a dynamite special teams coordinator up in New England. Maybe that should be a guy that Matt Rule gives a, uh, a call to. I don't know if that's the the idea, what we're looking for, but hey, maybe it works out. He said there's all these players who want to go back and play for him. Maybe he can get them to come to Carolina. Jokes aside, though, uh, it's important that the Carolina Panthers are able to knock out these coaching hires, and especially the offensive coordinator hire, as this offense was abysmal last year, finishing 30th in the NFL, and I'm sure all the advanced analytics also have them rated extremely low, if not dead to last, in almost every major category this past NFL season with that offensive line, and of course, Sam Darnold, the struggles that both those units had. They need someone to come in here and fix that position, but also, as I've said this with Joe Brady, who I didn't ever, I never thought really should have been in position to be the OC here in Carolina, it's not all his fault. He doesn't, bring in the, the, he doesn't bring in the offensive line players. He didn't bring in the quarterback. Those weren't his decisions. Those were decisions made above him at the general manager level, at the ownership level, and, of course, at the head coach level with Matt Rule. So hopefully whoever comes in is put in a position to actually have success in 2022 and doesn't get sandbagged. So, so far, the names that we've heard, we go back to Sunday and a reporting from Adam Schefter, from Ian Rappaport, Jay Gruden, former head coach with the Washington football former Washington Redskins, now the Washington football team, was a good OC back in Cincinnati under when um, he was under Marvin Lewis, and they also had Andy Dalton, younger Andy Dalton in his career when they were going to the playoffs, I think five, five or six straight years there when they couldn't win a playoff game. Solid choice in a way because he's a former head coach in the NFL. Last year was in Jacksonville. Now, there is going to be some vetting that needs to be done when it comes to Jay Gruden with the Washington Post reporting about the culture there in Washington over the last 15-plus years once since Dan Snyder has been the owner and all the people that have left um, because of their actions also. It went on with his his brother, John Gruden, and some of the text messaging and emails that were leaked because of that investigation. You have to figure out what's going on there with Jay Gruden. Not insinuating anything, just saying that they need to do some betting there, but that makes sense in terms of just a guy who's been a former head coach, and I think there could be a lot of value here in Carolina to have a guy like Jay Gruden. Bill O'Brien also, who's going to apparently be interviewing today on Thursday for the Jacksonville Jaguars head coaching job, would be an excellent choice. I know a lot of people make fun of B.O.B. because of how things ended in Jack in um, Houston, rather. The issue for him was once he took over control personnel, it all went to hell. But before then, when he wasn't in charge of things and Rich, Rick Smith was the GM, 
they were going to the playoffs. The AFC South was an abomination at that point in time. The Colts had some issues. Andrew Luck injuries. The Titans were laughing stock. Jacksonville's Jacksonville. So he took advantage of a bad division, but still, foundationally, had a pretty good, pretty solid team. And it also might, if things get cleaned up with Deshaun Watson, allow them to have a better chance at bringing Deshaun Watson if that's something that the Carolina Panthers still want to pursue. But I think Bill O'Brien would be an excellent choice as well. The problem, though, is I don't know if Bill O'Brien really wants to come be the OC for the Carolina Panthers when clearly he's qualified enough to be a head coach in the NFL. And he's been out of the league for one year, went to Alabama. The offense was okay, but it had a Heisman Trophy winning quarterback and a first round wide receiver and um, Jamison Williams who tore his ACL on Monday night. So hopefully he'll still be a first round pick. I think he probably will be modern medicine. It's not like his career is over because he has an ACL. This is not 1980, um, but still. Bill O'Brien might be someone who thinks he actually deserves a head coaching job, and I think he has a decent case there. There was also another name, Kevin O'Connell, who is the OC for the Los Angeles Rams. Here's the thing, though. He does not call the plays. Sean McVay is a play caller there in L.A., but he's a part of a team that's red hot well, outside of Lhasa against San Francisco on Sunday, but still a team that won a division, that has Super Bowl aspirations with Matthew Stafford this year. He's also getting NFL head coaching interviews. The Denver Broncos want to talk to him. Would he want to leave a situation that he has in L.A. with a winning franchise and then come to Carolina to coach for a coach who's on the hot seat? Getting to call the plays is nice and all. would be great. But he's already getting head coaching interviews. So we'll see what happens there. There was also reporting on Wednesday from Ian Rapport of the NFL Network that said the Panthers have interviewed Vikings OC Clint Kubiak and Colts wide receiver coach and former Eagles OC Mike Rowe for their vacant OC job. Sources said they also have requests out to Texans quarterback coach and passing game coordinator Pep Hamilton. Let's start off with the first two names there. Clint Kubiak, whose dad is Gary Kubiak, and Mike Rowe, whose dad is Al Groh. Nepotism reigns in the National Football League, as always. Kubiak... Took over in Minnesota after his dad, Gary, retired. The offense there was pretty uninspiring. Kirk Cousins actually had decent seasons. If you look at his numbers, and Dalvin Cook, when healthy, is a fantastic running back. It just wasn't efficiency-wise the best offense. Pretty middle of the road there in Minnesota. Also, Mike Zimmer, I think, is hates every single offensive coordinator on the face of the planet because he fired like all. He had like six or seven of them during his eight-year tenure up there in Minnesota. I haven't really seen a ton of positive reviews on Clint Kubiak, but I don't really have much to add there, really, to be honest with you. And then the Mike Rowe thing, he is in Indianapolis now with the Colts. He was with Doug Peterson and Frank Reich and John D. Filippo and Carson Wentz when they all, and Nick Foles, um, that big Nick energy, back when they won the Super Bowl a couple years ago as their wide receiver coach. And things were great, but D. Filippo left to go to Minnesota. And then Frank Reich left to go take the Colts job, and he became the OC. And then things kind of went downhill from there, and there's some sentiment out of Philly that a lot of that is on Mike Grow. He has experience, though, as a former NFL play caller, which is a positive, obviously. And the success that they had there in Philadelphia, like the only one who still even has a great job is Frank Reich. So Frank Reich might have been the mastermind. I think Dave, obviously... um, Doug Peterson's a really good coach. When it, being a Super Bowl head coach, you got to give him his due. And someone I would love to have if Carolina was going to open up this head coaching position here instead of keeping Matt Rule. I don't know about Mike Rowe. Now, Pep Hamilton's someone I like, though. Charlotte native. So, as a Charlotte native myself, I'm predisposed to like anyone from Charlotte and really anyone from North Carolina. And I'm rooting for Pep Hamilton. Went to West Charlotte High School. 
won a state championship in basketball there, went to Howard, was a quarterback there up in D.C., um, then became a college coach, spent a lot of his time in the NFL. He's gone back and forth, spent some time at Michigan a couple years ago under Jim Harbaugh as their passing coordinator, as their passing game coordinator, came back to the NFL after extent with the XFL, and he's been the last two years with the Chargers under Anthony Lynn, coaching a rookie, Justin Herbert, who had a fantastic year, became the NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year. Then this past year, coaching Davis Mills, who we only saw week three, but apparently had a really good season. I don't watch the Texans outside of that one game, but apparently Davis Mills, if you didn't know, was one of the better rookie quarterbacks in the National Football League, and Pep Hamilton was his quarterback coach. So the last two years, working with rookie quarterbacks, and Herbert and with Davis Mills have really helped to raise his kind of profile in the NFL, and he seems primed to get an OC job. And David Kelly, the head coach, said there's a lot of guys on his staff who deserve a look at being an OC and a head coach. And Pep Hamilton, I would love to see him come here to Charlotte, come back home, get some of mama's cooking, and be a part of this Carolina Panthers organization and hopefully help whoever's a quarterback. And the thing with that is, though, I want to see Pep Hamilton as a Charlotte guy succeed. The situation he has in Houston necessarily isn't great, obviously. There was some talk that David Kelly might be a one-and-done coach. Apparently, they're going to keep him. Also, we'll see how good Davis Mills really is and if that's what they want to do long term. But he, he could be out of a job here in a year, depending on how things go in Houston next season. And that, should, that could be the same case here in Carolina if things don't work out with Matt Rule and who they bring in as far as the quarterback and the offensive line and whether he's put in a position to succeed. Like, I want to see him find the best situation for him. Maybe that's here in Charlotte. I would love to have him. But when we're looking at the situations with the offensive coordinator candidates, Gruden, Vedham, sounds like a a D, would be a good candidate in terms of the experience as being a head coach in the OC in the NFL before. Bill O'Brien, I don't really know if that's a, a realistic one right now. Kevin O'Connell, same situation. Kubiak, Grow, not really interested. Pep Hamilton would love to see that happen, but also want to find the best situation there for Pep. If that's here in Carolina, then let's do it. Sign me up. So that's the uh, current ongoing OC search right now for the Carolina Panthers. Now, there's some thoughts, though, I want to share, the, too, on Matt Rule and him returning next year and kind of why I am giving him the benefit of the doubt right now. Despite all the things I've seen and not having a ton of confidence in him, there's one reason why I'm still trying to hold out hope that Matt Rule can get things done here in Carolina. I'll explain that here in just a moment. Hey, Panther fans, this is Julian Council with the incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. It's called Get Upside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store right now. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN and get a bonus $0.25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to $0.50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore and get cash back by using Get Upside. Just download the app for free and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to $0.50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get the 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. That's promo code TOUCHDOWN. Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as the NFL playoffs get started this weekend. BetOnline.ag remains the number one spot for all the sports wagering action for 2022. New year and new updated desktop and mobile website. So sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code locked on and get started. From the NFL, the NBA, to college basketball, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet Online is the fastest and the easiest way to wager in all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. 
I'm sure there are some of you out there who are trying to wrap your minds around how I could be almost out on Matt Rule, but yet still supportive of bringing him back for another year. And I think it's a fair question to ask why I want to see Matt Rule back for another year here in Carolina. I mean, obviously, one, I want to see the guy have success. He's the Carolina Panthers head coach. I don't really believe that you fire a coach after two years, that that shows any sort of stability in the organization. You look across the NFL, Giants look like a laughing stock right now. I mean, the, getting rid of Vic Fangio after three years, fine. I get it in a way, but like, it's, is it his fault? But a lot of it is Matt Rule's fault. The quarterback decisions, him having control over personnel, the way he manages the game. He needs to get a game manager, management coach, clearly. So certainly, there's a lot of reasons to look at Matt Rule and be like, wow, this guy just doesn't have it. But I want to give him the benefit of the doubt. And why I want to do that is there's a transition, I believe from going from college to the National Football League. And we're seeing that transition. With some of the guys that he brought in, whether they're his own guys or guys he didn't know, he's recognizing that, hey, I've got to get these staff hirings right moving forward. Did not get him right the first time around. Joe Brady did not get that one right. Pat Meyer didn't get that right, but also the tools he had to work with weren't great. Chase Blackburn, retaining him. Wrong decision. Frank Ocam, apparently he believes he can do better in terms of trying to develop these young defensive linemen moving forward for the Carolina Panthers. So I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt just because, all right, you came from college. That's where the majority of your experience is. You're, there's going to be some level of learning curve for any coach when they first become an NFL head coach and trying to manage people and trying to understand what it takes to have success in a National Football League where you have, in theory, the brightest and best minds in football. And Matt Rule's no longer trying to beat the Texas Techs of the Worlds or the Kansas or the Kansas States. He's trying to go out there and beat the Buccaneers and Bruce Arians and Tom Brady and Sean Payton down there in New Orleans. And last year had Drew Brees. And he's trying to beat these kind of coaches and these kind of players and the talent level. Now it's more even here at NFL level than it is in college football because of salary cap and all that and the draft and how they structure the league. And as we've seen, half the teams every year get traded in and out when it comes to the playoffs. So I want to give him the benefit of the doubt moving forward. At least now I'm doing it. Now after this season, after this offseason, what happens in 2022, we'll see what happens. But I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, well, this time next year, Matt Rule didn't have a real GM until his second year. He had Marty Herney the first year, which is part of the reason why I want to give him the benefit of the doubt. Marty Herney certainly had success at periods of time here in Carolina and drafted a lot of the cornerstone players. Well, if you get 15 seasons, obviously you're going to be able to draft some cornerstone players. The problem was later on in the draft, didn't do a great job there and also should have never been given a second opportunity here in Carolina and should have been kept around to help teach David Tepper how to understand the NFL better last season in 2020. But having that for a first-time head coach, I don't know if that was the greatest situation. So there, Marty Herney, transition from college, those are the reasons I'm willing to give Matt Rule a benefit of the doubt for the first two years. I also look at the situation in Carolina and how many guys he got rid of, whether you agree with some of the decisions or not. It was going to take some time, and I understood that. And I'm trying to remain patient. I'm trying to remain hopeful. But right now, I don't have a ton of faith in what's going to go on, which takes me back to what I where I started off this episode. I need to hear from David Tepper. and need to know why exactly he believes that Matt Rule should return and why he's giving Matt Rule, the benefit of the doubt right now. Those are the answers that I hope they're here shortly. All right, that's all I have for you all today on this episode of Locked on Panthers. Again, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. You can also check us out on Spotify, Google Podcasts, 
Stitcher Odyssey, and all those other great podcasting platforms out there. Follow me on Twitter at Julian Council, where tomorrow I'll answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions. So at me at Julian Council or DM me at Julian Council. But again, make sure to first follow me at Julian Council there on Twitter so I can answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions. Make sure to get those to me by Thursday afternoon, and I'll have them ready for you come Friday morning as I air all those podcasts early in the morning, ready to go at 3 a.m. on the East Coast and midnight on the West Coast. Until then, take care, be safe, stay warm. I hate the cold right now in Charlotte. Not fun, but it's better than, I guess, it being 80 degrees and unseasonably warm in January. Either way, I'll talk to you tomorrow. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.